because you're jumping back into the gap. All right, let's hey, go. Coach. Welcome to the Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Oliver. I appreciate you joining us for this week's podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit basketballimmersion.com for more coaching resources and access to all the basketball podcasts. I hope you will give us a shout out on social media, on Twitter at Bball Immersion, or on Instagram at Basketball Immersion to help me continue to share the game. Enjoy the episode. Coach is very excited today to welcome Ogden Stojakovic, who is a Serbian professional basketball coach who has extensive experience coaching in Serbia and throughout the world, but currently, well, since 2014, has been with the Denver Nuggets as a video assistant development coach and now director of player development. Augie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chris. Thank you for your invitation, and it's a real pleasure to be your guest. Coach, I've had the pleasure of visiting the Denver Nuggets and spending some time and getting to know with a number of the staff. And I got to say, from top to bottom, such an impressive organization that you're a part of. Thank you. Thank you. I think I couldn't agree more with you because I think that the things that Tim Connolly, Kelvin Booth, and of course, like Coachman Melon are doing, it's uh, unbelievable from uh, selection of the player to the coaching and so on. So I think, I honestly, I think that we as an organization are doing very, very good job, especially those guys, of course. You know. <laughs> I'm just small piece. Yeah, you're a small piece, but a big piece too. And uh, that's that's all a part of it. And uh, it was just tremendous to be able to see all the different people working together and having a common purpose. And no question, that's what led to so much success from this season. Can you also give us a little bit of an impression of what a NBA player development coach director does? And if this is specific to your organization. So maybe talk about your role within the Nuggets. Okay, so like my basically, you know, like long story short, my role is 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 to help the players to be better, you know, like so, you know, we are working out with those players every day, trying to improve their skills, trying to be there for them, whatever they need, which means like, you know, like you need to be coach on the court and off the court as well. So, you know, like generally, generally speaking, that's my role, you know, of course, like, you know, like now we can go like more specifically, uh, what are you doing with the, you know, like you build the plans and programs for the players and, you know, like you try to, to, to improve them and so on. But that's like, you know, that's, that, that's another story. You know? Well, a pleasure to have gotten to know you over the years and you do such tremendous work and I'm super excited to be able to talk about so many things. Maybe first, give us a little bit of background with your Serbian background, because so many people are fascinated with two aspects, I think, of world basketball. That's Spanish player development and Serbian player development. So give us a perspective on Serbian player development. I will say something about my background. So like, you know, I was uh, working in uh, basketball school and of uh, FMP that was like basketball team. And that period, that was like probably the biggest youth development program in uh, Europe. So I was working there for seven years. So in the meantime, I finished sport for faculty for sport and physical education. And, you know, like, uh, and like, you know, in continuity to that, like I opened my own academy where I worked for two years. So I was working out uh, players and, you know, like I came to NBA. So that's generally my background, but like regarding Serbian uh, or ex-Yugoslavian, however you want to call it, like uh, basketball school, I think that people all around the world, they, they already know about that. So I will, I will say one fact that like the most NBA players outside of NBA are coming from Yugoslavian basketball school. 
So I think that is something which is very impressive. Totally. Very impressive. And when I looked at your resume and I looked at all the different steps along the way to get to where you are now, I mean, you've earned your success because of all those steps. But mostly curious in this sense, what has helped Serbian basketball rise to the level it has in the world? I don't know. I think that, uh, that that's like actually a great question. Like my thoughts about that's like, uh, our, I think that we have a strong system, you know, a development system. So like, even like, you know, back in the days, like professor, famous professor, Alexander Nikolic, that system uh, of developing players and uh, we stick with that and it gives us results. So like, you know, I will give you just like a couple of examples. Like, for example, in a youth basketball, I'm talking like until age of uh, f- uh, 14, 15 or 16, you, you cannot make uh, on-ball screens, which means that you need to play like passing game type type of the basketball, which uh, allows each and every player to play on each and every position. So which means that you build basically wide base, you know, since age of 16 and so on, then you can narrow them more toward their position that they're going to play in the future you know so you know like that's something that uh, gives great results because you know like how they say like as wider base you have the bigger house you can build you know so i think that wide base is uh, wide basketball base is is a key well in this concept of developing positionless basketball players and skilled basketball players that is, again, it's a mindset of Serbian basketball that we want to develop skilled players no matter their size, right? Yes, exactly. Because, like, you know, it's like, let, 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 let's think about this. Like, let's, let's, if we start to think about basketball is a game of the tall people, right? So there is no reason that, like, tall people are, they should be, like, uh, skilled. That doesn't mean if you're tall that you should do just one thing. So actually, it's beneficial if you're tall. So if let me then help. Okay, if you're tall, let let work on skill and completely explore all your abilities. You know? So they're just mindset. So well, and when I had a chance to visit with you within Denver with the Nuggets, we had a lengthy discussion about some of the fun games, which again, purposeful, productive games that you okay. would put players through, right? Can you give us yes. some samples of that? Because that was really fascinating to be able to hear. Yeah, that is, yeah. I think like that, that. That's actually that's that's like actually a great question, you know? Because uh, like if if you start to observe like Serbian basketball and players who are playing, like that team aspect of sport is a huge thing, which means like okay, you do whatever is necessary that your team win, right? So how how like one of the things that like we are liking to do at the practices are are the games, team games. So you basically you can have a kids fundamental games like a tag, you know, like and you can put the ball inside and you can say like for example, uh, let's say safe house or you are safe if you have a ball, right? And one player chase everyone, right? And now whoever has a ball, he's safe in a safe zone. And what does it mean? So now you need to pass that ball, to pass to each other and to protect your uh, teammates, right? In that case, you develop that like, okay, you develop that team spirit and it's almost like basketball, right? It's, it is team, right? So you need to cover for your teammate. You need to quick react to, I don't know, different kind of stimulants or, and uh, so on. Like also you need to care about spacing in that moment, right? Because, you know, like you don't want to be near the guy because, you know, if you pass that ball, 
you know, like if let's say if you you me and one more guy are playing, if I pass that ball and you're near to me, you can tag me. So I will be tagged. So you know, like there's like basketball is a game. Let's 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 start with that. So I know I, I just gave you I just gave you one example. We can talk about games. Whole yeah. Podcast. <laughs> well, I, I and that's what we did. I mean, that was great because it's great to get that perspective. And uh, I think sometimes that's lost in development, uh, especially when we talk about some of these. Like it's not just about skill; it's about skill in application and talking about space and moving into space and some of these different things. So it was tremendous to be able to hear that, and it connects back to what you talked about about developing these positionless players because they all understand space. And yeah, that's like you you, you said the right thing. Is like basketball. Like you know, Aaron's talking about skills, right, from one side, but from the other side, uh, you know, like Aaron's talking about basketball IQ. You know, so like, okay, so let's connect those two, those two dots, right? And then in development, when you're doing one thing, you cannot say, okay, now you just do ball handling and you do ball handling with no purpose, right? So basically, you need to kind of like uh, connect those two things, okay? Individual skills with that individual tactic or, uh, and then like, okay, you're going to do, let's say, for example, uh, cross dribble if you have more space, right? And uh, if the player is near you, then you can do between the legs, right? If he's really in your body, then you need to make or behind the back or or spin move. And you can co- teach and coach that. And then how you develop, like, for example, that, uh, you know, like uh, individual individual uh, tactic and so on. Okay, we can, we can talk about this, like, more later, but, like, this is just, like, briefly about mindset of, of development. Hey coach, thanks for all the support of the basketball podcast. A brief interruption to be able to share the game with you. We provide some opportunities for sponsors to be able to support this brand and this podcast. So thank you for listening. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Please use promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Now back to the podcast. Well, we're going to get into mindset because that's one of the big reasons I, I really wanted to talk to you and to be able to share that with our audience. And uh, I, maybe starting from a little bit more basic, because we talked about, you know, what you just said, which is about skill is is not just physical, but it's also mental. So can exactly. you talk a little bit about maybe what some of the underrated skills are that maybe we don't spend enough time or we don't think about as much as coaches? Well, in that case, like, you know, I would tell you something like that. I would just continue to think that, like, we, we start to talk about, let's say, I think that, like, uh, skills as skills, almost everyone's doing, right? You know, everyone's doing, like, passing, dribble, and so on. But things that, like, skill that I think that's very underrated is something that, as I said before, it's called, like, basketball IQ or basketball reads or however you want. So that's something that, uh, you know, we should uh, emphasize a lot of time to develop. Which means what? What does it mean? So I said like individual, individual tactic, and group tactic. And of course, in the end, we have something that's called team tactic. But uh, let me try to explain this a little bit uh, deeper. 
So individual tactic means basically what kind of skills are you going to use in in a certain situation. For example, let's say uh, I don't know, like uh, I, I want to set the guy on the screen, right, in pick and roll. So now, what kind of like you? I, I don't know. I have in and out dribble. I have hesitation dribble, or I can try to reject, for example. So what kind of the dribble? Uh, uh, am I going to use to set the guy on the screen? It's called individual tactic, right? So it's like something that I'm going to use uh, in that particular moment, in that particular situation. It, it's built on my personal uh, abilities, right? Group tactic is something that um, something that it's um, it means cooperation among two, three, or four players, right? So how you co- cooperate among those guys. And I will try to give you one, let's say, example. Like, let's say something very simple, but, you know, where I will try to explain all those things. So let's say we have a high pick and roll, single side tag, right? And now I will start with the ball handler, right? So ball handler has a ball, and I already said that before. Okay, how how is he going to set the guy on the screen? Okay, that's the first thing. That's part of his individual tactic. Then he's going like forward and let's say X big is in drop, right? So now he has like that, he has that read in the pocket. So what kind of pass he's going to pass to the big? Is it going to be a bounce pass or shuffle pass? Then also that read that he has in that moment is like, okay, is, is he going to pass hook pass to the guy in the corner or even jump pass, you know? So that's all. That's his individual tactic. If nothing, so what's conti- his continuity? So now his continuity can be low pass, or he can try to finish over the big. And even if he goes to finish over the jeep big, that's his individual tactic. Okay, what kind of finishes he's going to use according to his skills, size, and defender, of course. So that's a one. That's a part. It's called individual tactic. Individual tactic. Now. What does it mean in group tactic? I think this is very, very important, you know, like, and if you start to observe certain players, like, you know, like, I don't know, like Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, uh, okay, my bad, let's start, LeBron James, Jokic, Doncic, and so on, like, you know, you can see that they have that, that understanding of the, of, of basketball, of, of cooperation. Uh, so let's say we have, uh, we have, for example, like, uh, ball handler he also let's say he needs to know if he passed the pocket pass to the big he needs to know what three things bigs will do like is he going to shoot is he going to drive or he will uh, kick it out to the to the corner right and then what is the next step he also needs to anticipate right what if x corner defender what if he has high tag right if he has high tag he needs to anticipate that that's a uh, uh, backdoor cut from the corner guy, and both of those guys are knowing that. Not know that that's a backdoor cut. That's a situation for backdoor cut, right? And then, or like you know, continuity. He knows he needs to know like if he goes starts to drive, right? And uh, he has a late pass for the big, right? Even if he doesn't have late pass, he has a kick it out, kick it out pass, which means that the big will seal behind, and he will have that like you know pass from the corner guy who shape behind catch that ball and pass it to the to the big so basically he needs to know that's that's something that's called like group tactic and each and every player basically all three guys needs to know all three things for each other and same thing is for like corner guy right who let's say he has backdoor cut if he has high high tag if you don't have high tag he will shape behind right and then you know even before he catch the ball 
he already needs to know that he has at least three solutions, right? At least so he catches the ball, he has passed to the big who already sealed behind, he has shot, or he has a drive, and so on. Now we can develop that. But it's something that you can, I say, like, um, uh, like, like uh, uh, you know, like generally, uh, you you can coach up that. That's something that we should co- teach and coach. You know, like, and now question, and let's con- let's continue on things that we were talking about. That's something how you coach that. You coach that through the situations, right? You can coach those three on three situations, put them in situation to compete those kind of situations, and let's say how you're gonna build build that up because. If you play three on three, I don't know, like high pick and roll or pin down situation or post up situation or whatever split game you want, at the end of the day, five on five, whatever set play you play, you're going to finish in one of those kind of situations. So if they know how to read and react through those situations, five on five is an easy game, you know. And of course, like continuity, as we said, like things that are like, you know, you can coach that through the situations, right? You can build uh, your practices should involve a lot of those live live games. Like, you know, it can be two-on-one. Two-on-ones are great games. Two-on-one, two-on-one plus one, three-on-two, three-on-two plus one, uh, four-on-three, and so on. Why? Because it's like you are in a situation that you need to make a read, right? So, like, the most efficient, like, okay, give me a quick pass, and whoever is open, like, find the find open man, you know, the most efficient way how team will win the game, you know. So it's not about your personal skills because you already have advantage, right? Now give me the best solution in that particular moment, you know. I know we can talk about this, Colby, but this is just like... <laughs> well, I want, I want to somewhat, but hey, I, I want to highlight a few things that you said because I think they're really important and sometimes they get lost. But the, the number one thing is that you use the word cooperation, and, yes. and and this shines through in talking to European coaches that that word is used over other words. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing to be able to talk about cooperation on offense in that way. Yes. Yes. And that cooperation. And the second thing is, which is very important is anticipation because every time you need to anticipate like at least three situations, right? And if you anticipate you're faster, actually, than you are, right? If you just react, you know, you're going to be always like one one second or part of the second, you're going to be slower than than you are. But if you anticipate situation, then you're going to be like, regardless how fast your legs are, you're going to be, you know, like fast basketball player, let's say, or fast-minded, or I don't know, like what, what expression. Well, you're going to make better decisions. You're going to make better perceptual perceptual decisions, faster perceptual decisions. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the other thing I want to say is that basically what you're explaining is that you're explaining how you teach is that you put them in situations, they play, and then you stop when necessary to explore possibilities. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that's like, that's, that's uh, one, one, one way of of, uh, coaching is that one. You can do also, as, as we talked before, that we, we can use those uh, fundamental games, like, you know, that uh, long term will give you uh, results. And the uh, third thing is how you can uh, coach that, that part, that aspect of this game are always those handicap situations, two on one, two on one plus one, three on two, because like you already have handicap, right? You're always already in advantage, right? And now give me quick reads and it's live game. So you need to quick read and find the best possible, whoever has the best possible shot, we are living and dying from that best possible shot, you know? 
So it's not about literally, it's not about uh, uh, am I a better one-on-one player uh, uh, than you and then I will go to the rim, right? So it is, uh, okay, I'm already beat you, so now how gonna how we are going to benefit from that? So this, as I said, like this, I'm just mindset of, of, of coaching. Well, and it's tremendous because uh, as you have talked about with me previously, you largely came up through a blocked repetition type of system where it was like rep and rep and rep and rep. And then you evolved to this understanding of what was being missed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I just want you to talk about maybe where this connection came, because I think a lot of coaches are still trying to make that connection, you know, that we don't need to do thousands and thousands of blocked reps. That's not to say blocks, not important, but help us understand when that connection came for you. Yeah, but that's like, let's like, let's start to think like this, like, okay, are the reps important? Yes, they're important. Like, does it need to be right reps? They then, yes, there need to be right and efficient reps. So, but let, let's think like this. Uh, what kind of basketball, uh, what, like, uh, let's start with this. Uh, the best practice is a game, right? So, what do we want to do when we are kind of like, uh, when we have our own practices or workouts or whatever? So, we want to, to, to copy things or uh, from the game, right? And try to make it kind of like more demanding. Right. So if I start to think like that, so what what kind of things you, you want to have at your workout practice and so on. So you want to have that like some kind of the reps, right? Because you need reps because of muscle memory. You want to jog your muscle memory. You need uh, activation of, of central nervous system, which means what we talked about. You always need to anticipate couple situations and you need to be ready to react in the right moment and be efficient. And third things that uh, you need, you need to have that emotional stress, right? which means basically it needs to be competitive mode and long story short that's basketball right so and then like okay what is the clock because if we all said that basketball is a game all right so we try to find that we can do like our practices through the game and of course i can give you an example like uh, something like for example if i want to do let's say it's something simple let's say i want to work on finishing and like, okay, I have a player and I want to work with finishing on him. Like, so, okay, I need some kind of the reps. That doesn't need to be like, back in the days, it was like, okay, now you need to give me, I don't know, like 10 reps or, or 15 reps. And which makes sense from time to time, you know, or like depending with whom you are working with or if it's young player, so he needs to build build up muscle memory then makes sense but for the players who already have that it's more about what we are talking about it's more about read and react or quick decisions or i don't know like it's more about basketball as a game so now let's say for example we're talking about guy who already have uh you know like build a basic uh, mechanic and he's always like let's say pros and uh let's say i want to work on, on finishing so for example, I can give him like it. I can put him on the nail, and this is kind of simple job, right? So I I can give him two balls, right? I can put one coach in the pocket and one coach in the corner, right? And second coach in the opposite corner. And I can do uh, I can do uh, finishing through that situation. I can go. I can uh, give him two balls. He dribble two balls, right? Fast dribble, 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 and whoever coach shows the hand, he needs to pass, right? He needs to pass, right? 
that's pick and roll situation, right? So he passed that ball, and after that, he needs to finish. And now we can jog our muscle memory. We can, he have reps, right? Okay, now we need to finish, I don't know, like left layup high of the glass, right? So now he has like, I don't know, like he has pick and roll situation. He has like quick, uh, quick, uh, quick reads, and he needs to be efficient because he's going downhill and he needs to finish high of the glass, you know? And that's something like if you start to think about that, that's basketball, you know? I don't know. Like it's kind of well, like for me, it's logical, but you know, if you well, don't, it, it, you it is logical. Yeah, it is logical. And and I just again, I want to emphasize what you just said is that uh, much like the BDT concepts that I share around BDT shooting and giving decision cues and signals and stuff like that, they're perceptual cues. So while they're doing a physical exercise, they still have to be aware of other things, and that's just what I think so many coaches miss when they simply do dribbling on air in space i i couldn't agree more with you i really couldn't agree with you like you know like let's say like we can build build up this drill like you know like we can go build up we can go even you know like i, I just gave a simple example like where you can you can kind of like do reps you know but you still kind of like those reps are kind of uh you know like as we talked about it's uh <laughs> You 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 anticipate anticipate situation. You coach them how what kind of basketball they're going to play, you know. And that's that quick read and react anticipation, you know. And at the end of uh, at the end of drill, it's efficiency, right? And now let's say let, let, let me give you one more example. Okay, I, if I want to build up that drill, right? Now we can go to that things that we talked about games, right? Now we can transform that to the game, like like uh, kind of like a live game. Now I can tell him like, okay, let's say you have one coach, uh, is a defender, right? He is a big. You have one coach who, who is on his shoulder, right? Or or on his back. And let's say one coach is in the corner. And okay, he needs to dribble. He has only one ball, right? He needs to dribble, right? And all the time he follows like that, uh, like what coach in the corner doing, right? If coach in the corner, whenever coach in the corner shows whatever sign, then it starts to be live. Now he goes downhill and he tries to finish over the, let's say, over the coach who plays defense. So now what, what, what am I doing in that, like, in that drill? So I have like, he needs to, uh, like, you know, like coach in defense who is on his shoulder or, or on his back. He needs to hold him on his shoulder or on his back because that's pick and roll situation. That guy wants to square, right? So he needs to keep him on his shoulder, but he still needs to see what's going on in the corner. You know, he needs to be aware of, the, of that corner pass. And then, like, you know, when he get that sign now, he needs to be locked in to finish over the big. And if you want to develop that even more, you can say, you can give one more coach, let's say, in opposite wing. And you can say, like, okay, now, if you don't have finish at the rim, you have option to kick it out, right? So you kick it out and relocate to the three-point line. Now I'm giving you option drive and kick, right? You have layups or you have corner threes, for example. And now that's basketball, right? So you have live stimulants. And you know what? At the end of the game, Chris, that's a game, right? We're talking about that game. Like we talk about games. So we build game from the drill and competitive game. And we have all three elements. We have reps, right? Live reps. We have competitive mode because, okay, if he misses, it's plus one for coaches. And let's say if he scores, it's plus one for him. And we have that, uh, how you say, Activation of central nervous system, which means that he always needs to anticipate couple couple situations in the game. Love it. 
love it. You're speaking my language, and I, I know we have a little similar view of this. Uh, so maybe give us a perspective then at the youth level, because what you're talking about, and we, you know, a lot of us have been fortunate to be able to see an NBA kind of workout in the sense that you have multiple coaches on the floor. But if you don't have that, I've always said, well, you use players because players are willing to do it at the lower levels. So can you give us a perspective on maybe the youth level trying to do the same thing? Yeah, you can like, it's like, it's a matter of your creativity, you know, like, and as I said, like, I, I will do that, like, from the top of my head, instead of, let's say, if you don't have a coach in defense, you can be there and you can give him signs. Let's say I show, I'm, st- I'm standing in the corner and uh, he has, for example, uh, let's say, he has a token defense on his back, it can be second coach, second player, and uh, let's say, for example, I show number one. Number one means that uh, he needs uh, to finish uh, inside hand. I show number two. That means that he needs to finish, let's say, left, left. And I give him number three. That means pull up or floater. doesn't matter. And so now what can I do with that? So it's kind of like uh, if I show my left hand, he needs to finish with his left hand. If I show my right hand, he needs to finish with his right hand. So long story short, I just transform one simple drill to something that uh, everyone can organize, you know, or you can be like, okay, let's put the defense, let's put the real defender, like guy who is, uh, uh, let's put uh, one player is in on defense, right? And he's, let's say, at uh, at the free throw line. You have a coach who, you know, set the token screen and roll, and you have ball handler. So now ball handler attack downhill, right? And let's say for the sake of this discussion, let's say coach instead to roll, he's going to pop, right? So now we have a situation that he's going to he's going downhill, and then he has option to finish over the let's say defender, or if he doesn't have finish, he can kick it out to the coach and relocate to the three-point line. So basically we can, you know, we, we transform the same thing like to different kind of stimulants. As I said, you can be very creative with this. You can be like, we can talk as I told you, you and me, we can now come with like 10 different kind of drills with, which has same uh, concept. Well, and, and that's what I was going to bring out is that fact that like it's really one base drill, but then you're just finding ways to load it, to add yeah, challenge you, to it. Exactly. So because like in my, that's how they taught me like, and that's how I, I learn about coaching. It's always like, uh, you need to know what what you're doing, what is your goal. And according to your goal, you're going to build drills because drills are only tools, you know. And then if we have concept that the best, as get back on, on previous story, that the best drill uh, is, uh, the best practice is a game, then you can like, you know, you can analyze and, you know, like organize that uh, according, of course, to your abilities, according to your players, according to their needs, according to the, you know, how many people and stuff you have and whatever. But you can be very, very creative. And Well, I love it. And uh, it's it's such a fun way to coach too, isn't it? It is, it is. You can like, you can be like, you know, you can add like, uh, I don't know, like you can add... uh, you can add, uh, for example, you, have, you can have like I just want one more, one more idea. You know, like you can be, you can put the numbers on the glass. You know, and you can say like, okay, now you have two balls, and then whenever I show you sign, you need to kick that ball. Uh, you know, like pocket pass or wherever you are as a coach, and now you need to score 
let's say you can say five and then you can score high of the glass wherever is number five and so on. You know, like, as I said, you can be very creative with that. Well, and I want coaches to know this because it's really important because I've gone through this and I'm sure you have as well, that you don't always get it right. Right. When you add different loads and you try different things, it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. You're talking, are we talking about Jills or about uh, how, how they are like about the uh, performance of the players? Well, just in terms of you trying to shape a certain behavior or a certain, certain skill, and then you add a certain load of challenge. And you know what? Sometimes you don't shape what you thought you were going to shape. And that's part of, of this process, right? Of course, of course. That's, you're completely right. You know, like that's, but that's like, you know, that's like, like that, that's a part of our job as well, right? So you're always analyzing, you know, you finish your practice, you analyze practice and then like you know according to that or workout whatever like you analyze and you clean up like okay this works this works less this works more and so on but as i said before like i strongly think and i strongly believe that drills are only tools and means for like which help us to achieve our goals which means that there's like I don't know, like millions and millions and billions of drills. Like, it doesn't mean like you and me, we can do the same drill and it can have like just change the angles a little bit. It's going to be a different drill. So, it's not about drills, about what you want to achieve with that drill. So, you know, that's, well, that's my mindset that I strongly believe. Well, I love this. And uh, the whole, whole discussion comes back to this as well, which I want to get your thoughts on to be able to share with coaches. And that's, how do you communicate this to players? Because a lot of players, especially that weren't brought up in some of these systems, were brought up in a very block drill way. So now you're putting them in these perceptual reps with all these different variables. How do you explain to them that this will help them more than that? I think that's like it's it's not about like it's like that that's completely um as I said, like, uh, you need to, it's very important, let's say, if you, for example, if you do workouts, like, it's more about individual approach. If you have your own team, uh, you also need to try and talk to the players and explain them what, what are you doing. So, which means that players are super smart. They're probably very, very smarter than us, which means that you need to, you know, like, come to the player and explain him, okay, today we're going to work on this, this, and that. And our goal for today's practice is this and that. And according to that, he will be like mentally ready and he's going to figure out what are you doing, you know, that day. And at the end of that practice workout or whatever, it's always good to analyze practice or workout or whatever. Just like, okay, of course, with positive approach, you know, you want to be like, okay, this is good. We're growing up. This is better. This needs to be a little better and so on. In that case, like, I think that that's, I think that gives, uh, gives chance uh, uh, players to, to grow in the right way. I don't know. It's my, my opinion. Hey coach. Thanks for all the support of the basketball podcast. A brief interruption to be able to share the game with you, we provide some opportunities for sponsors to be able to support this brand and this podcast. So thank you for listening. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Please use promo code armchair at checkout. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
now back to the podcast. Well, and that's that's what we want to hear. We want to hear your opinion. I know, and, like, uh, why, why I'm saying <laughs> that, like, if you have like, if you if if you if you kind of like, if you don't agree with me about something, please, you know, it, it's discussion. You know, like it's not like it is not set in stone. You know, just ideas and co- mindset of, of of practices, workouts. Totally, uh, it's the best part about kind of everything that that I get to share is I get to share ideas. And ultimately, a coach has to decide if that fits them or not, that suits them or not, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, the the other part that uh, I'm really curious about is this idea that we talked about from the beginning. And this is that we're not just working on physical, we're working on perceptual, but we're also working on mindset, the mindset of a player, their ability to be able to handle all these different things that you throw at them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's like that's as I said, like that's that's that that is the reason why communication is very important. You know, like it's, you know, like that. I I strongly believe in that. So communication, explanation, and so on. So you know, like that's that's, and then of course you 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 we all should analyze everything what we're doing with the with, with the players. You know, okay, so okay, this gives us results. This did this this didn't give us result, and then okay, give me your feedback. Okay, what do you think? You know, like that's also very important. Like, okay, what is how how do you feel about this practice? You know, like, you know, is it something that helps you or not? So, you know, like, of course, you you can ask that after a couple practices. You know, you cannot start with first one. <laughs> Sometimes you can. <laughs> of course, of course. So, is the main difference between developing youth players and developing an NBA player to a certain extent is the role. Right, the role identification is much stronger at the NBA level, whereas at the youth level, we want to make sure that we build this broader picture. Right? Uh, I think that I, I I didn't quite understand you. Can you kind of like try to explain me that a little bit uh, deeper? So yeah, well, what I'm saying is that an NBA player, to a certain extent, you're working on them being able to fill their role without getting into specific players, but certain players, that's their role. And they don't have yeah. to get outside of that role to be able to be successful. But for youth players, we want to build it in a more broader sense, in a wider sense, that they have all these possibilities yes. until someone defines a role as they get older. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm like, you're completely right from one side, and I completely agree. But there's like there's like gray, a, lot, a lot of gray areas. So we, we also shouldn't be kind of like afraid to to explore those gray areas so uh, let's start with the with the youth players that's like like 100 i'm with you so it's like as a wider base uh, give, give them like a bigger opportunity to to reach their maximum like their their full potential like but like you know when you have like for example let's say a uh, pro player like well, it doesn't mean like okay let's say i will give you an example you have big who is just a roller right lob threat and so now you say like okay his role is a ro- he's just a roller and lob threat yeah but that doesn't mean that he shouldn't work on his ball handling and his passing right because uh let's say i will give you an example now okay he rebounds he doesn't have first pass outlet pass he needs to put that ball on the floor he needs to make one two bounces and then after that he has the, those outlet passes because and now basically 
you work, you can work with him on those elements, those like ball handling, passing, which can help our team to be better. Although majority of his points are going to be lob threat, right? Or let's say, okay, he, let's say you have, he's uh, at the top of the key, he catches that ball and he needs to move the ball from side to side, right? So like, okay, he needs to be decent, like, and there is no reason that he's not decent ball handler and, 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 and passer. You can, can make one or two bounds, try to go DHO or, or even to reject the DHO and go downhill or keep it in that moment. Like, you know, those are elements that there is no reason that they cannot, um, improve which it's gonna give him one more dimension right and if he has one more dimension it's gonna help us as a team to be better like there's like philosophy you know of serbian basketball which says like if everyone is better at least one percent team will be better ten percent so you know in my mind it's like okay there's always space or there's always space for 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 improvement you know so saying that will you work with some of even nba players on some like dream goals, so to speak, to be able to get to their next level? Is that what you mean? I mean that like you you need to fill in holes. I think yeah. it's like with the pros, it's a little bit different. You know, like I just said, like you cannot now, okay, now you can be like, okay, now you will be Steve Nash, you know, in the prime. No, you will not. But like, okay, we are filling in holes, you know, something that can help him to play some skills that we can add that can help him to be a better player. You know, like if you have a good driver, for the sake of this discussion, you're gonna work on his spot up shots, right? Because if he can make two spot up shots, what's the next next thing? They're gonna close out uh, to the touch, which means that he can drive, right? I'm just you know trying to 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 give you you know like an idea. What, what do I think? Yeah, what I'm great. thinking. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to be able to get these perspectives and to talk about these gray areas as well. I mean, like let's uh, let's 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 talk about this. Let's say you have, uh, for example. You have player, and let's say he's, uh, you know, he's a just shooter, right? So sometimes it happens like, okay, that uh, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like you have bad stretch, you know, you cannot score, you cannot do this. Okay, you need to to have something additional, right, that can help you to stay on the court longer, right? So if you build that additional thing, I think that's I, I strongly believe it's gonna just help you to stay on the court longer, which means it's gonna help team to be better. So I don't know, maybe you, 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 you can rebound. Maybe you can like, I don't know, maybe you can have like, let's say you, you saw this in NBA a lot. Like, okay, so he's like shooter, then I him on the line, he attacks, he kick it out, he relocates to the three-point line. So it's almost, he attacks the rim, right? He attacks the rim, he wants to make that layup. If not, he will kick it out and he will, he will uh, shoot threes. But if he didn't work on that drive and try to get to the rim, and kick it out, pass, you know, like he would be just, I don't know, like spot up shooter or, or, or he would be just, he would be just shooter. Now his dimension is, is growing. Like he's, uh, he's, uh, I don't know, like he's better than he was. I don't know. So, oh, I love this. No, I love this. And uh, we, I know you, we can't talk about specific players, but let's talk about the, the two, I guess, broader spectrums here let's talk about a like a, a superstar one of the best players in the league one of the best players on your team whatever that may be where can they generally make the most improvement is it biomechanical skill improvements or is it more decision perceptual or is it mindset 
that's that's like you're, you're talking about generally about uh, superstars and players who are already established as a players. Yeah, versus a rookie who may be a little less skilled, whether it's about physical skill or it's about decision making skill. Like I heard that expression here, but we have it. If it's not broken, don't fix it, right? So whatever gives results, keep doing, you know. So usually superstars, they're kind of like, okay, they already established their own thing. You can like sneak one, one maybe for like every year, maybe you can sneak one more element that is going to expand their game. And that's uh, that's regarding for superstars. For the young player, it's usually okay. You need to figure out what is the things that are gonna keep them on the floor, and plus you always need to keep keep that in the top of the mind. What where that guy will be two years from now, you know. So basically, you need to find a tiny line which gonna help him to stay on the floor, but still be able to progress in direction there where, you know, like where he can reach his own his full potential, you know. Still, my thoughts, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm right. <laughs> no, not at all. But it's, it is it is a difference, right? There's there's a it difference at all levels. Right? It is like, but that's regardless. Like, it can be like whatever league. It's whatever league you're like talking about, concept is the same. It can be like, you know, like it can be EuroLeague. It can be, I don't know, Canadian League. It can be Serbian League. It can be NBA. Concept is the same. Uh, so maybe give us a perspective then on the differences between in-season and off-season in terms of development. Yeah, it's like very long. Like in the season, like, you know, we, we get back on, 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 on that previous one. It's basically in the season, you know, like uh, players who are playing playing heavy minutes, you cannot like, um, you know, like th- there's, uh, there's no place for any kind of like... Uh, uh, progress. It's more about okay, stay in your own routine. You know, like uh, uh, be happy in, in your your own. Uh, let's get back same same thing. Like your own routine. You know, so basically stay where you are at because you're playing heavy minutes. We cannot like we cannot do a lot. You know, uh, for like young players who doesn't play heavy minutes. Uh, you know, like you can you they can progress a lot in that period. You so it's completely different mindset, like and even like time of workouts usually around twenty minutes for 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 the veterans and for uh, for the young they can go like uh, longer they can go thirty minutes maybe even longer depending so of minutes and all the season you know like off the season this thing that like you know all the season is the right period for the progress and you know in that period they can go forty five minutes one hour depending on the on the player because everything everything is individual. That doesn't mean that like one thing that you're working with one player will work with another. So. Yeah, it's it's such a good perspective to be able to understand. And and you, in your role as director of player development, you work with sports science aspects of the Denver Nuggets, whether it's uh, you know physiologists and sports psychologists and all these different things that go into player development. Can you talk about that role in terms of you helping work with all those different aspects? Yeah, I'm like this. Like this, is something that uh, you know, I, I would just like to 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 say that, like you know, first of all, we have like uh, I think that we have great, if not the best, uh, you know, like it's not mine to talk about that, but like you know, we have you know like good uh, development uh, team, you know, that that we are working together. So like you know, I start with uh, John Beckett, uh, then Stephen Graham, and. Uh, 
uh, Boniface and Donk. So, you know, like we have great cooperation among, among ourselves and we com communicate daily about players. That's the first part. Second part is like, you know, we have guys who are like doing, uh, who are like great in sports science. We have great, uh, great uh, uh, strength and condition coaches and, you know, like things about that. Like, you know, we have those meetings and we are talking about players. We discuss, we consult among each other. So, you know, it's like I, at the end of the day, that's, uh, you know, that's a team, uh, team. I don't know, like, as you know, like basketball is team sports. So, like, same thing is with us. Like, you know, we have uh, team spirit and team, uh, it is team sport for us as well. Well, and I saw that when I visited and, and had a chance to talk to the different people that are involved in that. And I think that's a really important part of this process is just how, how communication amongst all the different aspects from the head coach to the sports science department to analytics to the front office, et cetera, all these things, agents. All these things come into play, but I imagine the number one communication is still to the player. Can you talk about the different ways you communicate to the player? Yeah, I think that that's also like something that people kind of like. Uh, I think that communication is very, very important. You already said it, you know, like super important. So, you know, and uh, like, you know, when um, we also, we, we need to be well aware that, uh, you know, each and every player is different, you know. And uh, communication with each and every player is also different. And they need to understand that you are on their side. You know, you're there to help them, to make them better, you know. So I think that uh, that honest part of honesty is, 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 is a key. So, you know, like we are all in the same team. We're trying to help each other and so on. So like, I don't know, we can talk about this as well as I told you, but it's more kind of like a general general approach, you know. How I'm thinking about uh, communication, you know. So, and, yeah, well, let's talk about a little bit maybe just after a game. What is your role after a game as the director of player development in communicating to your players? Generally, after the game, I don't like to talk to the players, you know, because it makes no sense. Everyone is too, too much emotional. Everyone is too kind of like, you know, it's like it is emotional is the right word. So, you know, it's always good, like, after the game, that's that's what I'm thinking, right? After the game, okay, say, good job, you know, you know, you did good job, we're going to talk about tomorrow. Or, you know, we're going to analyze and we're going to go to do certain things tomorrow, you know. So, that's my mindset, you know, like, you don't want to, it is not the right time to, 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 to force anything. So well, that's, for example, it, after, yeah, after and that game. makes sense, right? It's emotion. It's all these things involved. So maybe then when would you communicate to a player? Uh, tomorrow is always like the day after, like, you know, whenever everything is like, you know, when everything is, uh, where everyone is a little bit uh, cooled down, you know, and also like, you know, there's like, you know, sometimes you need to know, to be aware that like players, for example, if you, if player has a bad game, you know, he knows that he had a bad game, you know, like, you know, it's not like, it's not that you're going to come there, hey, you know what, what, you had bad game. He already knows that. So, like, you know, maybe he had, like, you need to figure out what kind of mistakes are. Is it, like, teaching mistakes? If those are teaching mistakes, then, yeah, go through that tomorrow, analyze, and, you know, think more as a teaching 
points. But if those mistakes are like, you know, mistakes that happen, like, you know, silly mistakes, this and that, it's like, it's pointless to talk about that. Like, you know, it's, that, that's my opinion. You know, I think that's more every time if you have that uh, teaching approach, it's, it's more beneficial. So that's something that can get them better. Can, can you talk about the individual approach? This is like, you know, like I think that, that uh, especially in workouts in NBA, that individual approach is something that it's, it is super, super important, right? Because uh, we already talked about that, like each and every player is different. They have different needs and so on. So like, you know, and you know, like you, you need to have different approach at the practices, at the workouts and in communication with them, of course, you know, so like, you know, I will tell you one story that I heard from, uh, from a professor at, at my university, like famous professor Koprivica. So he said something like he was talking about the players and he was talking about the injuries in the sport, you know. And one of the things that he said was like uh, smart players, they have uh, less chance to to get injured. So we were like, okay, what does it mean? Uh, they will never push themselves like over their their limits, you know. So it stayed in my mind, you know, like kind of, okay, well, what does it mean? And then like, you know, when you start to observe and analyze, you know, like you have super talented players, right? And sometimes, you know, like we all want them to be like, okay, now they need to be the hardest workers. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's not like they don't understand sometimes why they need to be hard workers because like, you know, they already... They're already super talented, and there, there's no need for him to 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 work more than it's it is necessary, right? Because he already has results, right? So you know, point of the story is like, okay, now we need to figure out as a coaches, we need to understand like uh, that we are talking to the super talented and from the other side, super smart players. So we need to figure out how to push the button, right? So how to 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 explain him and 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 and, and uh, convince him to go one step forward and why is that important for him and then like you know let's be objective can we expect like from the that that, that each and every player will will work uh, super hard uh, I don't believe like everyone is different right so everyone has its own approach and like you know maybe what you think it's super hard maybe for me it's something different. So I don't know, it's like same thing, like a different approach. And it's something that like, you know, just continuity to that. Our job as coaches and, and, and like people who are working in sport is to help those guys to, to, to reach their potential. And in order to do that, we need to, to get them to know them and, and to build their trust. So I think that that's, that's complete answer. <laughs> I, I love it. Just again, you, unique perspectives, different phrasing, different ways to be able to approach things. And exactly. uh, so much fun to be able to talk to you and be able to share the game with you. And, uh, you know, I think coaches that haven't had a chance to follow you yet or learn about you are, are, are going to be so impressed. So thanks for sharing the game, coach. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Chris.